Buzzer Podcast. All music. Worldwide music started in local music scenes. Underground, independent, unsigned talent. Music you choose to hear, not the music mainstream tells you to hear. Hosted by Shay, the Buzzer Podcast is a Canadian broadcast connected to artists around the globe. Hey, y'all. I am Shay. This is the Buzzer Podcast. On air indie from iPad to yours over the airways. Today on the show, Niagara on the Lake, Terry Kosinchenko of Terry K3TL. To a Friend, a Celebration of Life, released October 12th. Terry and I chat about the release. We hear the story behind the song. Find out about the talented collective members involved in the song's release and what to expect from Terry K3TL in the future. A heartwarming chat with Terry about his music, the collective 3TL, and the release. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Enjoy the show. Cheers. Hi, Terry. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here again. Thank you for joining us. I love the release. Thank you. The release has been very successful. It's, it's taken me a bit by surprise, to be honest. Um, in three days, I, it's getting a lot of attention. Uh, it is. From uh, strangers and, and I guess more importantly, friends and friends of friends. Uh, I've been getting, getting responses about uh, the quality of the... Uh, the production and, and the song, and more importantly, um, quite a few people have mentioned the uh, emotional aspect of the song and how it's made them think about people to the to the point where uh, one person, uh, when she saw the Golden Lab Marcus running down the beach, she said it brought back yeah. memories of her favorite dog, uh, Shadow. And uh, so I guess, you know, it's one of those things that means different things to, to different people. The song is beautiful. It is very touching. Well, I'm happy. Uh, I guess I'm happy it, it was. And I'm glad that uh, you liked it. Well, that was the point of a song is a tribute to your friend, Richard, but also to connect with fans, with the feelings of the passion that you had for your friend. Maybe I am. You can. I guess that's one perspective. It's one take on it. Um, I think what it actually was was I just thought or felt that something had to be done to um, remember, and it it may sound a little simplistic, but. Um, Sort of wanted to remember it. In uh, in all honesty, the the song was formulated uh, before Richard died. It was uh, it was sort of underway, and uh, he became. I guess he became ill. We didn't know it at the time uh, while it was going on, and mm-hmm. then um, when he did die, I just. Uh, I had to get it out. It, it, it's, it sounds strange and maybe a bit contrived. You know, you got to. It, it really wasn't. I, I tried to do to get it out uh, in a different way. I approached um, some people to see if they'd be interested in 
in doing it. And uh, it, it's it's funny how everything seems these days seems to have some sort of innuendo something implied or politics that comes into virtually anything people don't just accept and see things for what they are i just wanted more people to mm-hmm. to uh, hear the song and, and possibly think about um you know richard at at the beginning and end as as part of a memoriam but that didn't didn't, didn't work out um had a lot of people listen to it and say, "Oh, that's a you know, it's a lovely thought and it's, a, it's an interesting song," but that was the end of it. And then I spoke, uh, I spoke to Richard's husband, David, and I guess I was in a way asking his permission, but I said, "I, I want to do this, and I'm going to do it." And uh, spoke to a couple of Richard of mutual friends that Richard and I have and got uh, some encouragement and just decided that uh, I was going to do it. I had, you know, I had visions of being in a cathedral with a roped choir, singing the chorus and all that. And then I thought, no, you know, just, just do what you, what you feel like doing. And it, uh, it seems to have worked. I mean, I got lucky with the uh, young woman who, I hired to um, pull it all together, Stacy Cooties here in St. Catharines. And uh, we had a talk and she read over the lyrics and uh, I kind of gave her a very, very broad perspective on how I saw things. And um, my wife was listening into them at the meeting. When Stacy left, my wife Holly said, um, she seems pretty good. I, I agreed. She said, uh, She's an artist. Just let her do her thing. I'm glad I did. I mean, she asked for my opinion on locations and uh, various other aspects. But uh, quite honestly, I would say 95% of what I suggested wasn't adopted. She had the theme and pulled it all together. And it, uh, I really liked it. I mean, it was great. It was a, a real adventure for me doing this for the first time uh, in, with a a video and uh, it uh, it turned out rather well. Stacy did a great interpretation of the lyrics. The video was an incredible representation of the passion that you had in the the lyrics of the song. Yeah, it seemed to be a real um, real connection, and it was a lot of fun too. I mean, uh, the uh, the the gentleman who uh, appears in the movie with his dog were um, friends of of Richard as well. Marcus the the dog got a lot of a lot of attention but um, everything just seemed to pull pull together and I can assure people that no the song the the fellow in the song wasn't wasn't Richard and he's still alive and well and lives down the uh, the street from us. Honestly, I thought that as well. Thank you for telling me that. Stacy has done work for other local bands. Yeah, apparently I wasn't too familiar with it. I, um, you know, it, it's like anything else. My my background uh, has given me a lot of experience in hiring people and and understanding what's required. It's I've always believed that, you know, it it doesn't matter if you're doing a video, if you're recording an album, 
if you're running any kind of startup business or, or as a matter of fact, any kind of business, that mm -hmm. you look for the, the best people that you can find that work with you that have chemistry is kind of a broad brush, but a good understanding of what you're looking for. And then the reason you're hiring them is because you can't, you can't do it yourself. There's no way I could have shot the, the video and there's, there's no way that I could have produced the, uh, the audio on my own without the help of, of Rayburn. I mean, uh, Rayburn Blake here in, in Niagara did all the, uh, the production. And, uh, I mean, we recorded it together and, and there was a lot of communication, but they, you know, you hire people that get it. They just, they just get what you're talking about. You don't have to explain. And then you get out of their way and let them do their thing. And it's, it's worked for me in the past and it seems to be working now where I come back and say, so what do you think? And there might be one or two tweaks. I mean, I really wanted French horns and, and that was a standing joke with uh, Rayburn and the other members of 3TL because I have this passion for French horns on everything. I think it's, it's you know, uh, a little to do with hearing some Mozart at, at a very young age with some of his Mm -hmm. um, like I didn't really, I didn't really have to write the horn part. It just said, yeah, okay, I'll put some, you know, actually he didn't tell me he was going to put the horns in. He just changed it up. And when he uh -huh. sent me the final mix, he kind of chuckled and said, you're going to like this one. I, I even threw in some French horns. So, you know, it was one of those things. When you're working with people like that, that just kind of feel it, Alan, uh, with, with his bass part, just, you know, the old cliche about less is less is more. He just knew what to play and uh, it fit. And then uh, Kirk Smith has been playing in like bluegrass country kind of bands. I think his band is called Before Midnight. And he's been a, a fixture in St. Catharines for a long time. I won't I won't mention how long, just, uh, mm -hmm. you know, save him the embarrassment of having people understand that he too has one foot in the grave. Um, but you know, we're a bunch of old guys, but Kirk stepped up and he just played this haunting violin piece that, that worked and it all came, it, it all has come together, uh, almost like I'd uh, planned it that way. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. We're going to spin it now and come back and talk more about 3TL and what's behind the name. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sometimes I think of the plans that we had Dreams we couldn't complete Moments we shared Times that we laughed Life was never so sweet Look back at the good times Remember some bad Times both happy and sad you have my back when I needed a friend. You're the best I ever had.
Wasn't sure how I'd feel when it came to the end. I know it's not about me. Think of everything that you went through. Happy you're finally free. End of the day, guess there's not much to say. Words are never my thing. But I loved you and I miss you. You can be sure. Think of you each time I say. Sing about life, all that it holds. Sing about stories we never told. Sing about youth, grown old, coming in from the rain and out of the cold. Yeah, sing about you, sing about me, all that word never will be. Given the chance, do it again, forever grateful to call you my friend. Sometimes I think of the plans we had Dreams we couldn't complete Moments we shared Times we laughed Life was never so sweet At the end of the day Guess there's not much to say Words were never my thing But I loved you and I miss you You can be sure Think of you each time I sing Sing about life and all that it holds Sing about stories we never told Sing about youth, grown old Coming in from the rain and out the cold yeah. Sing about you and I'll sing about me All that we were, never win Given the chance I'd do it again Sing about life and all that it holds Sing about stories we never told Sing about youth, growing old Coming in from the rain and out of the cold Sing about you and I'll sing about me All that world never will be Given the chance, do it again Forever great Sing about you, sing about me, all the world never be. Given the chance, I do it again. Forever grateful to call you my friend. His tears. So tell me about the band. It's not really a band. Sorry, I meant the collective. It's one of those things where I had a project that I wanted to pull together. And uh, a lot of very successful bands are either really experienced, well-trained musicians who've been doing it for a long time and, um, you know, have made it their livelihood. So they, when they get together, um, they just read the charts and, and, and if they can, you know, get a good pocket going and, f- and find the grooves, then... Um, it works, or they start very, very young and stay together through high school and 
all the pain and uh, living that has to go you know, <laughs> together to, to actually be successful. And uh, I didn't do that. I, I started off doing that. And at times, well, I, I did the whole thing growing up in, in high school and playing music and playing cover bands and going over, you know, around Northern Ontario and Sudbury and doing all the stuff that everybody does. And was fortunate enough to have gone on a uh, tour of the, of the States from uh, Albuquerque and Santa Fe, New Mexico, back up to to Boston with various stops in between in a 72 passenger school bus, which has had no brakes and one light. And uh, for the whole, for the whole trip, and I've got a lot of songs that are going to be coming out of uh, that experience. And then, you know, life kind of takes you on, on different, different roads. And uh, I chose a different path and, a lot of my friends and, and colleagues and acquaintances stayed in the business and and paid their dues and worked hard and became successful. Some of them very successful, and I have a lot mm-hmm. of have a lot of respect for that. And I, I felt like a bit of an interloper, um, coming in, you know, being invited to the party at a very late stage, and uh, the people that came along in the in the collective i just tried to say hey this is what i want to do i, d- I don't want to um i mean during the years that i wasn't doing 3tl and, and terry k uh i was still you know jamming occasionally with people but i had some other jobs that required a lot of time and um a lot of yeah. different adventures which i'm very very grateful for it was, it's been a great run what I was trying to explain to people was I wasn't trying to put a band together. I wasn't interested in doing covers. I wasn't interested in the nine o'clock to two or three in the morning time slot playing pubs and, and dance music. It was just um, not not my time. It, it wasn't the right thing for me to be doing. And all I wanted to do was get these songs done. I have a a lot of them. The, the, the process was kind of interesting because I said, you know, come down, I'll play them for you. And if you can hear your part, join in. If you can't, that's okay. Um, and, you know, it, it clicked. We got uh, a banjo player by the name of Jim Hill and uh, the, the original bass player was uh, Lewis Roy. And um, we just started learning together. And that was the first first album. We went through a bunch of potential names. Then we decided on Third Time Lucky. But Third Time Lucky, uh, I think there are some other bands. There's one in Australia and one in the UK. And I didn't want to even consider taking any of that on just from a potential legal perspective. I had my... Okay. And... Uh, the third time lucky when I said, um, yeah, when I said 3TL, we'll shorten it down, it was because it was third time lucky. Holly actually said you should call yourself third time lucky. And uh, we had a chuckle about that because um, Holly's the third time. That's very cool. Yeah. It, you know, so there is some, 
there's some meaning behind it. The, the collective, the guys come and go. We'll have a neighbor across the street, uh, Ray, who uh, plays button accordion on, on one of the songs. I, I'd love to be able to have him play on more. But uh, one of the things that is difficult because we're not all in our early twenties and single and unattached and we can just hang out in the basement or, you know, in a studio and, and practice and play and, and record is um, everybody has lives and uh, various things that they have to do. Going to Florida in the winter to grandparenting and uh, Alan is, is the, uh, maestro of the Niagara and the Lake Euxters. So there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on that make it, make it difficult. So the, that was what the collective mm -hmm. was all about. You'd come in and uh, it, uh, the only downside to that, I mean, it's, it's great. It's made for some really nice relationships, but at the same time, it's really a slow process when you're doing it that way, because it's, um, it's it's difficult to get the all in the same room vibe when it's hard when it's when you can't pull everybody together into the same room. Oh, uh, definitely. And and COVID kind of threw uh, a wrench into the works there for quite mm -hmm. some time, and you know um, a lot of people were experiencing that. And I think you can see it, it was uh, when we shot the video on location at the uh, Silver Spire Church in uh, St. Catharines. It was the first time that Alan and, and Kirk had played together live. And we hadn't, I hadn't played with either of them in months. And when we got down, it was like, uh, it's just, it was so great to be playing with people again. And, and even though there were just uh -huh. the three of us and, and Stacy, we were playing together and, and she made a comment during the, the shooting. She said, oh, it's just wonderful, you guys. While I'm busy scurrying around and doing all this stuff, she said, those little jams that you do in between are just so much fun. You should be recording them. And, you know, we were just, it was a gas. We were having a lot of fun doing it, you know. And uh, I don't know if that comes comes through in the video that, you know, because we it was. Oh, it does. Well, it was a little on the somber side. But I think that there was a kind of a, you know. Glad to be here, happy to be alive, feel about it. For me, the video had a very positive vibe. It was very uplifting to me. Yeah, well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. And uplifting. A unique way, maybe, of seeing it. Well, I, I thought it was kind of... A, I, I saw it both ways. Like, um, one of our friends said uh, to Holly, uh, tell him to take some happy pills with his, with his songwriting. Um uh -huh. So, and a, and a few people have said, you know, uh, it's a pretty sad, sad song. So, again, subject to interpretation, right? And everybody hears it differently. Um, at, yeah. at one time, I kind of heard it as a sea shanty and was going to have the video end up in a pub with everybody, you know, raising a glass and singing a rousing sort of Welsh chorus to it. But um, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I didn't. It, uh, yeah. it, it it's kind of worked. Well, I feel the person's interpretation is comes honestly from how they view death. And I saw the song and uh, the video as a celebration of your friendship. Thank you. So I see it as a positive. 
and I can see how others would see it another way. But that is the beauty of music. Uh, it allows you to, your interpretation of the song. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it is kind of the way, I mean, I think everybody, God, we're going to get really morbid now. Everybody's, you know, when whenever death rears its uh, head in a conversation, it's like, uh, where's the bourbon? We need another drink here. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those, those things where um, I had a, a very close, encounter right after i retired i was I, I was almost one of those guys you know that everybody says oh he just retired last week and he had a massive heart attack and he's dead um what a waste and i had a rather stressful situation and um one of the things that happened during that time was um richard was there and oh. it's was one of those things that I had never experienced before. I mean, uh, Holly was there uh, with with Richard, and, and she was telling me how, you know, uh, how he was and how he reacted to my situation. And um, that came up when I was doing the song. The, the song was really put together from a a perspective where Alan, the bass player, had a very close friend that died. And mm-hmm. I knew how close they were and sent Alan a, an email of condolences. And uh, he thanked me and I said, don't thank me. I said, it's, uh, it's often that everybody sends condolences to the family and the, you know, the extended families of, the deceased, but um, in some instances, friends are are closer than family for for people. And I, you know, said um, definitely, yeah, maybe you know. And I mentioned Alan. I said maybe we should get together, and and he said, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe we could, you know, plan and and do a song or something. And I sent him another email, and I said, what about this? And I had written the verses while it was kind of happening. So it just it was like um, a flush, if you know what I mean. The verses mm-hmm. came out, and he said, oh, that's great. He said, you know, let's plan on getting together in a week or two, and maybe we can come up with the chorus. And I hit the email button again, and I said, how about this one? And the whole song was written in, in two emails. And when it was done, and I was, I was starting to work on the arrangement on my own, I realized that it it wasn't a song for anybody in particular. It was a song about, it was, as everybody uh, is aware, most songwriters are writing about themselves. Um, so it was a song about my friends and how I felt about two in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of all of the others. I mean, it, it's, it, it wasn't really that specific. When I when I played it the first time and, and sent the lyrics off to my friend Dennis, who I've mentioned on the on the video, he's ninety seven and a half years old. I've known Dennis as long as I've known uh, Richard, and uh, he said, "Oh, the the lyrics are wonderful, but I haven't died yet." And I, I said, "Yeah, well, I'm, I'm using a little 
poetic license here. You're going to die soon. So, well, what the heck? Um, and uh, that's one, one of his friends pointed that out. She said, uh, she said, I really like that song, but you, it sounds like you're dead. And he said, well, yeah, it's, you know, and he kind of mumbled around it. And she said, well, the good thing is you got a song written about you. She said, nobody's written a song about me. And so it, it's, it's had that kind of impact. And then it, it was there. And during it, I think I mentioned, uh, I, I did an interview with um, Michael Balsam here for the local paper. Michael is, is a wonderful writer and really uh, did, yeah. did a good job. And we were chatting about it. And I said, you know, I think it was during that time, I, we are kind of watching Richard, and because you've known somebody for a long time, he started getting these little weird affectations, we thought. And, then, and it was like, okay, you know, he's everybody's getting older. And, you know, old people have their idiosyncrasies. And then I was speaking to, to David and asking uh, about Rich. And uh, David was saying, he's not, you know, he's sleeping a lot. He's got really bad headaches, like really bad migraines and he's sleeping a lot and he was very very worried and it mm -hmm. it didn't that thankfully that didn't last uh, last all that long so all this was going on the song was there and when richard died i just went i i got to do something about this and i asked permission like i think i mentioned that earlier I asked permission to uh used it as a, a bit of a memoriam to Rich at the at the end and we um you know did that and dedicated the uh, the song to Dennis mm -hmm. as, as well. And uh, yeah that's it. I, I the first time that Alan and I got together to, to play it there uh, I hate to admit it but there were a couple of tears shed. You know you just kind of choke up because we knew what it was about. And mm -hmm. uh I guess the good thing about it. it 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 must be having an impact because it, apparently it's making a lot of people cry so sorry in a well in a sort of a sorry but yeah you know, i'm i'm, I'm kind of not sorry if it's having an impact it's a good thing if you're in, in my position yeah it's amazing you know terry i have no doubt that this song is going to be very successful well i hope so it's um it's definitely recharged the uh, the batteries that COVID drained slightly. Mm -hmm. Getting it done, seeing the results, and getting so much positive energy from from people, some that I haven't heard from in in quite some time. That you know, got an email from a, a gentleman here in uh, in Niagara on the lake, Jerry Kolchak, that was just fantastic out of the blue um and his you know uh it, it, what he said just kind of made me aware of the impact and and the the article in the in the paper locally is uh interesting because a lot of people have have seen it and know what it's what it's about because um richard and david were in the community as as are aldo and his husband graham um and active in the community and they have been for a long time so there is there's you know that aspect to it but mm -hmm. there's also I, I don't know it's 
it's it's kind of interesting that it's re-energized me as well. And I guess that's sort of the, you know, I'm, I'm sure that all artists, no matter what the medium is, you know, somebody goes out and they haven't sold any of their, their work, any of their paintings for a while. And then suddenly somebody comes in and buys one or two. And a lot of people are going, Oh, you know, he's pretty good. And he can, he can paint a brush that Van Gogh guy. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, that's the type of thing that, that is um, pleasantly unexpected. So the positiveness that is in the song is, is being hopefully reflected in, in all this. And it's kind of made me realize that this whole project, I think the first time I spoke to you, we mentioned that it was, I was on a, a mission to complete a trilogy called songs for old men. And um, it's really, I wouldn't say urgency, but it has placed me in a position where I'm going, you know what, I, I need to get this finished and I need to get the second one done quickly not to force anything, but it, it's it's been sitting on the shelf for a while, and it's time to get this one done because there's another one after that, um, and and the songs are there. It's going to be a little tricky because um, we are snowbirds, so being able to do that is definitely you know not going to be happening by asking the guys to pop into the basement. So I'm figuring out some workarounds. Um, as you are well aware, the techno- this technology is fantastic, <laughs> and it can also be very, very stressful and uh, frustrating. You know, just even it's something. The mood. Is, sure, yeah, it's it's there's a it's a lot of things. The migration of the piece has begun, and it, it probably is impacting the signals between mm. cell phone towers or whatever. It's, you know, so we're going through that um, that kind of learning curve and one you know from one one perspective yeah it's it's very frustrating at, at the same time wow you know it's it's all happening remotely the quality is great and it's it's allowed me to build out a business you know a little entrepreneurial startup called Terry K and, and 3TL and it's reflected in the in the uh, the people, like as I said, the people that you get to work with you. I'm working with a wonderful uh, marketing group, and uh, that's really enabled me to focus on what I need to focus on. Um, the uh, the the buzzer group, as I like to call them, tend to um, take care of everything. I, I'm I'm not sure when uh, when the sleeping is actually done but um it's no comment yeah no comment but it, it's it, it's it's working and you know when you try and do it yourself unless you're a really good handyman it looks like you're doing it yourself and i think the the advantage or or the the momentum that seems to be happening right now is because i'm working i'm very very privileged to be working with some people who are very professional and very quality conscious in what they want to do and how they deliver it. And if they have to learn something new to pull it off, they do. It's just, just working. Um, so 
You know, what else do you want to talk about? Well, more about your music. Um, so thank you for mentioning that. It's a really good trip, and I hope it continues for some time. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Uh, this isn't your first success. The Take a Little Ride album that you released in the past uh, was nominated for two awards. It was. It was the one I, I mentioned the, this before. It was I had the uh, the heart issue, and um, the recording was meant to be a demo, and it wasn't complete. There was no lead guitar player, no drummer, and Jim Hill, the banjo player, kept saying, "But we got to get it out to the Niagara Awards Music Awards. Uh, we got to submit." Uh, I'm glad he kept pushing for it because when I became ill. We went ahead, released it, sent it out, got nominated for 2019 for Album of, of the Year. And we, you know, I kind of looked at that and went, hmm. And Pretty Baby was nominated for Song of the Year, was it not? It wasn't Song of the Year. I think it was Country Song uh, or something. The categories are very fluid. And uh, there, are, it's a lot of work for these people, these individuals who... I mean, um, if you've ever staged an event, trying to pull this, these things off is in, an incredibly difficult feat. And then you think about it like they're working with musicians. So it's just like, I'm going to have a, a party and we're going to have two or 300 cats that need to be wrangled. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, more power to them if, if some of the you know, the songs are put in the wrong category or whatever. Uh, yeah, Pretty Baby came up as a um, country song, and which I guess it might be. And uh, so that was that was kind of cool. And then uh, there was one in Holland, the Fair Play Country Music Awards that uh, mm -hmm. I, Land. I submitted. Uh, yeah, Promised Land with uh, some wonderful... Uh, Ladies from Niagara and the Lake, the Stevens sisters, who did the uh, the backup vocals on it, and um, I, I'm looking at the uh, the magazine that I just got in the mail this week from uh, from uh, Holland, and uh, I was nominated like in seven categories for that. How on earth they decided that those were the categories it was going to go into uh, is something I guess only they know. But it was nominated for, like, Promised Land was nominated for Song of the Year in a couple categories. and It's all listed in the, in the magazine. And then uh, for the, the past year, I've been working with Rosner Management Services, who partner up with Saltergan Universal out of, out of Texas. And Phyllis, who uh, is Saltergan University, uh, Universal, in, in my opinion, she and I were communicating, uh, chatting and, and texting and stuff. She told me about the Josie Awards. And oh, I'd, yeah. I'd never heard of them, um, as a lot of people haven't. And she said, oh, no, you, you got to submit in this because it's the largest country award, music awards show outside of the CMAs, uh, which are for signed artists. I guess, and the Josies um, are about independent artists. And it's been running for seven or eight years, uh, if I'm not mistaken. 
it's it was huge. I, I had no idea. And uh, so I, I, you know, I asked Phyllis and, and she helped me out and she said, oh, these are the categories where you should enter. And these are, this is what you should enter. And she said, don't give up because, uh, you know, there are a lot of people. Well, they had, by their, by their measurements, they had 38,000 submissions. And wow. out of 38,000 submissions, they do it all year, apparently. Like they they t- start taking submissions and uh, almost as soon as the other show um, wraps up. And out of that, I think it's 2.6% are actually nominated. So like about 1,500 people. And I got nominated for Promised Land. So I'm not surprised. Well, thanks. Thanks again. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised. Like it's, you know, it's kind of a, you, you want to say that you're honored and you're privileged and you're humble and, and the whole deal. I didn't experience anything that I just went like, holy, you know, wow. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of very, very, very talented people that have been doing this for years. And it goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. It's something, something is, uh, is brewing that when you, when something is good and, and, and you're being directed from somewhere that you don't really understand, but you can feel you got to take advantage of it. So I plan on entering all this stuff again this year with some other, other songs and, uh, see where it uh, let's, let's see where it goes, which is a plug for one of the songs on the second album, by the way. Um, That's amazing. You know, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll take it from, take it from there and God willing, um, we'll have more people writing in and saying, I listened to one of your songs and I really liked it. Well, I know I'm not the only one that's looking forward to that, Terry. Great. I am too. So that makes two of us. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show again. I love following your music. You're an incredible songwriter. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll take some happy pills. So. <laughs> uh, you don't fix what's not broken. Well, there yeah. are there are some some more up tempo songs that still have maybe a bit of a a twist in them, and then yeah. there are one or two that are just happy songs. I'm blessed to be here yeah. and happy to be alive. And um, there's you know I'm not letting anything go. That's uh, there's a, a tune that. Definitely doesn't have any dark aspects to it on the second album called Dance Me in the Moonlight. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah, that'll be a, a different take for people, and we'll see where, where that goes. Amazing. I'm going to try and measure it, see if, if they like the, the dark songs better or the. Uh, the, the Is that a tribute to Holly? It could be. Third time lucky. Well, that's amazing. Well, you do have a signature sound. You can't place it. That could be gospel, country. Folk, it's Terry Kay. You have a signature sound. I guess that's a, a good thing. Thank you very much for the uh, the time and the uh, the support. Your ability to have people pay attention is uh, much appreciated. It's been a, a real so. a real pleasure. Thank you, Terry. Thank you for joining us. Have a great evening. You too, Shay. Take care. Okay, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the Buzzer Network, sponsored by Buzzroll Media. 
Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter for showtimes and updates. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their request to Shay at thebuzzworld.com. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.